I'm Edward Marlowe for those who acquired, and uh, I've got a couple friends with me. Are you guys friends? Somewhat. Sort of quotes. Air quotes? Le- legally, no, but legally, no. What does it mean to be a legal friend? Like, what? Did, what? Did, what are the legalities? Give you a kidney if you need one. And neither of us would do that. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right, I'll allow that. Yes, Edward Marlowe, Neil Bradley in with us, the Hall of Famer Neil Bradley, and another Hall of Famer, Kaiser Lowe, who's going to be president of the University of Georgia at some point. Really? Oh, right? gosh, no. When's that happening? Ooh, i got to get tenure first, friend. Mm. And Southern accent. And the Southern I accent. I bet your president doesn't have a Southern accent. Yeah or nay? He has an accent. Okay. It's very, it's very distinct. All right. Uh, for those who inquired... Uh, Kaiser Lowe is more than a fantastic photographer. He's kind of been all over the place. Murhai grad. Murhai. Played, uh, played Dunker. How many, how many seasons were you Dunker at Murray Two and a half. Okay. Two and, two and a half Dunker. That's royalty here. Uh, mm-hmm. You've worked at the Murray Ledger and Times. Uh, then you came back and worked for the Murray Ledger and Times. You've worked for the Murray Callaway County Hospital. Um, you've done a lot of other things. Uh, walk us through while you're in town right now. I'd love to, I, I do this. This is great, by the way. I'm back for a fantasy football draft. Well, you're back for a quality fantasy football quality draft. Quality fantasy football draft. Oh, yeah. With some quality individuals. Quality folks. we got Ricky Martin returning to glory, coming back to the lake area. we got, uh, we got Coach uh, Tim coming Tim, in. Tim, Tim McAllister. So, Coach Matt coming up from Georgia Southern. Love uh, it. It's going to be a good time. This would be... An historic one, too, because it'll be the first time that Ricky hasn't hit me up to buy him breakfast at Hungry Bear. Lit. Oh, oh that's yeah. only because Hungry Bear. Oh. Because he can't. So. Oh, God. Oh, that's such a brutal R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might have been the one that broke the news to him about Hungry Bear you, you closing. And I don't think I was ready for... Yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to be sad, but I feel like it was a, yeah, he's, it was a dark day. That's his go-to place. Uh I still have the photo, by the way. He's never asked me for it, except like one time, but I do still have when Quarters closed and changed over that to was his a ownership. Dark that day. was a dark day. It was a real dark he day. He and I went to have Quarters lunch with Hawkins and like two other Ledger members, and we had a great time. We were there. Sister Sears was like shutting the place down for being lunch. Mm. Milkshakes, cheeseburgers, all that stuff. Great people, great food, and we don't have Quarters anymore. Another one of those great cheeseburgers that never no longer... <laughs> Quarters? Never heard of it. No idea. It was on campus. No. It was where Mr. Ed's was. Where, 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 and then Mr. Jay, Ed's? Jay's. No, don't know where that right is. Right across from. I know the, where the Jay's was. Yeah. It was. They had trivia there one night. Yeah. We old, it was old Jay's. Yeah. Like 15, 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah, and it was. They had a great milkshake and cheeseburger, mm-hmm. onion rings, tater tots. When I worked at the Murray State News in my undergrad, I had I had printed checks in my desk drawer, pre-filled out for the cost of a BLT and cheese fries. <laughs> Before I had high cholesterol. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, before also they took debit. That they, they didn't take debit, right. so you had to have either cash or check, and uh, to avoid the lines. And by the way, Hungry Bear died that way. They never took a debit card. They never did. Ever. Ever. Never took a debit. That's card. That's hardcore. The day they closed, check or cash. Hardcore. Or get out. You I gotta hand it to them. There you go. I mean, that's yeah. some stick-to-itiveness. It is. And 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 to be completely fair, for those who are listening that maybe don't know about the Murray cuisine uh, and how epic it can be at times and these little nooks and crannies all over the community. Um, I, Hungry Bear was legendary and ownership just wanted to retire. I, I've heard that time and again that ownership was just extremely interested in moving on. into the Neil, you know a little bit about the retirement life, so you can understand. Yeah. Well, after- the Hungry Bear was here when I went to school. That's how long Hungry Bear has been in Murray. That was up where like Matt B's was. Yeah. 
And then so, it moved down there. So you're talking about like former the former burger chef. Is that like the 1930s or the 40s? Yeah, that was, was it. Well, once, once they got electricity. <laughs> I think you were 11 then, Ed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. This is a recurring theme in our podcast where I was 11. I love it. Just the double birds right to my face in my own home. In my own home, Kaiser. So uh, anyways, one of the main things that I really wanted to get into, uh, just while we have you, Kaiser, um, your experience with racer athletics was really unique uh, in the sense that you've been a photographer, you've been a somewhat promoter uh, with, you know, with Dunker. I was a Division One athlete. Yeah, you're a Division One <laughs> You're absolutely a division. One. You're a division one athlete in Dunker. You, you. I mean, the the, this, the suit itself requires athleticism. Uh, what do you miss most? Obviously, being in Georgia is a special place. The University of Georgia. It's that Murray State Georgia football game it was pretty epic all on its own. But what do you miss most about Murray Kentucky? I love being at Georgia. I love being at those football games and the crowds and the, the history there. But every other school I've been to since Murray, it's just not the same. I, the fans here, the community here, the fact that you, you know, you shop and live in the same communities as these folks. And I don't know, there's just something different about the games that feels more hometown and personal. And I think that, I don't think I appreciated that enough until I was somewhere else. You think about, you and I talked about this a lot last year um, when Job revisited and you and I were on the baseline a couple times, the access of athletics for media at Murray State and schools similar to Murray State. I think we'll get the same type of welcome in the Missouri Valley, but it's just, it's different. You're not cordoned off. You are much closer to the experience. And, and Neil, Neil and Kenny, you get, and, and even with football, sometimes you're in the press box, but typically you're just closer to these programs when you're covering them. That's true. So it just, it brings in like this more, I don't know, this homier feeling, I would think. Yeah. Um, Speaking of hometown, I want to pivot here uh, to some big news. The last time that we all spoke, Neil and I told you that Murray State Athletics would very likely have its athletic director the next time we would get together, and, and that has happened. It's been three weeks since we've podcasted, and during that time, I thought it was, I want to, before I, I mean, we know who it is, Nico Yanko, former quarterback, Murray State University, uh, during the late 2000, the aughts era into 2010. Um, certainly had some great success at Missouri and University of Louisiana. We'll get into that in a moment. But things were really quiet, mm-hmm. really quiet, Neil. Um, as someone who's really close to the program, what was your biggest takeaway about the search? Because I know you know a little bit about it, but there was just that month period, 27 days, as Dave Winder told us uh, very accurately at the press conference just how quiet it was during that time. I think that was it. It was quiet. That's tough to do nowadays, especially when I learned how large the committee was. Had students huge, on it. Huge committee. Former students on it. And current, yeah. A lot of those with access to social media and not wow. a blab came out, and that's very difficult to do. We, You and I spoke three weeks ago when College AD had come out and referenced that People like Matt Kelly, Yanko's name was on the list. Um, Alan Ward's name was on that list. There were five names that were kind of mentioned as like, well, these are kind of the types of targets that they'll go after. And Nico ends up being the guy. Um, What was your biggest takeaway from the things that were said by all the people surrounding him, including Dr. Bob Jackson and then Yanko himself? at the press conference earlier this well, week. Well, he's had success at every level. Uh, I, I first ran into to him 
when we played at Missouri, he came up in the press box. I think it was before our game. might have been halftime. I don't remember which. But said hi to him and uh, got to know him. He was working at uh, University of Missouri. And I have kept up with him, uh, follow him. He follows me on Twitter and right. uh, get to see all sorts of things that he's done, constantly being promoted. And he's had so much success at fundraising. And that's a big part at the FCS level now uh, of what – is needed as an athletic director, uh, or at least under his umbrella. And he's had success at every level there, set records, goes to Louisiana, does the same thing. Uh, not that that's the reason he got the job, but it is, a, a, I think, a large part of it because he's highly qualified in every other area. Uh, he knows the university, has connections at the university, and I think that's going to serve him very well. But I think that the things that he said, you know, very thankful to the people that I, I think paved the way for him, but also very thankful uh, of, uh, of Matt Kelly. Yeah. Uh, and Dr. Jackson also spoke of Matt Kelly. Matt, also a very highly qualified candidate, I think would have done an excellent job as well. But uh, I think probably Nico has uh, what Murray State was really looking for, and that's that financial experience uh, that can get funds into – all the programs, especially with the jump into the Missouri Valley for all the athletic teams except for football. They're going to go, of course, to the Missouri Valley Football Conference the next year. That's going to be quite expensive. A couple of trips to the Dakotas coming up. Uh, those will probably be airplane flights, I'm pretty sure. Those are quite expensive. Yeah, you're going so to get used to that. Those expenses uh, will be going up, and uh, I, I think they felt that uh, Nico was the man for the job. And I'm excited to have him. I think he's, uh, he's a good young man and really looking forward to what he's going to be able to do here. He's 35, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm, wow. Yeah, I'm 37. I need to get my life together. Right? Yeah. I mean, when I, I – I knew that he was younger, but I just didn't process that and uh, certainly has his – you know what together. We'll leave it at that. Well, that makes I mean, it even more impressive what he's done. Very impressive. Yeah. That time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he got to Mizzou right away. Just a couple of quick notes. This is from the Raging Cajuns. In, 20, in 2021, he secured, Yanko did, the university's largest gift in history for athletics, $15 million to provide Our Lady of Lourdes the stadium naming rights for Cajun Field. Uh, also happened to hire, uh, was a big part of hiring their football coach, who's now at the University of Florida. So... Again, I'm not going to make this all about football, but the one thing that I am going to mention, and Kaiser, you and I have talked a lot about this, you've seen a national champion at the FBS level. I know that that's different. But Missouri Valley Football Conference is a whole different can of worms. We've seen a lot of the social media that's basically said, you know, you know North Dakota State voted no, other team, you know, other schools were concerned. Neil, you and I have talked about this. I would say of all the programs that probably need the biggest lift uh, to go into a different conference like this, football probably needs its ship and its waters raised just a little bit more. And that's not an attack on anybody. I, I'm not going to personally attack coaching. I'm not going to personally attack the athletes that are here. People have chosen to be at Murray State for reasons that are important to them. Uh, the program is what it is, and it's had success. But in order to go to the Missouri Valley Football Conference, in my opinion, it feels like the SEC of FCS football. And so you need someone that can do everything you just said. I'm not saying Matt Kelly can't do that. I'm just saying people – like, Nico played football here. He, he knows exactly, intrinsically well, – it's part of his DNA – what it takes to bring those dollars into the coffers. And you're going to have to have them. Yeah, I mean, you just brought it up. I've had it – 
brought to my attention by more than one person off the record that flights alone for the football program to some of these institutions, they're not going to be free. They're not going to be cheap either. So that leaves you one they're expensive. And so that's just one part of the process of paying for some of these. And that's just one sport. Right. Yeah. And I think some of that, you saw the, the schedule that was released for next season. Mm-hmm. There's two money games on there. I think Kevin was hoping to get away to just pull that down to one. I don't see how that's going to be possible now. I don't uh, either. Unless you get uh, major funding into the football program. Sure. Uh, and what had happened before, some of that money would, be, of course, be used for travel expenses. Right. But other uh, parts of that would be used to put back into the program. Now, your paycheck for Louisville and Middle Tennessee large portions of that are likely going to go to your two trips to the Dakotas next year. Yeah, absolutely. I want to quickly actually bring up that football schedule. Here it is. So the among the many things that have happened over the last three weeks, it's been a little quiet, but we've had volleyball seasons about to start, women's soccer seasons about to start. Uh, preseason polls have come out for both of those sports. You can check those online. I think women's soccer was picked third. Uh, volleyball was picked to finish in the bottom third, but volleyball – in, in the Missouri Valley is very good. Racer football schedule right now, you are hosting Presbyterian September 2nd of 2023. You're at Louisville. You're at Middle. Then you host Indiana State. Then you're at San Diego. Then you host SIU. Then you're at Missouri State. At, at San Diego? Please all right. I mean, yeah, sorry. <laughs> South Dakota. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I saw the paw print, and I was thinking okay. San Diego Aztecs for whatever reason. Sorry. Third flight. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, sorry. San Diego. No, that's not right. October 7th, 2023, you're at South Dakota. Then SIU's here. You're at Missouri State. You're at North Dakota State for the weekend of Halloween. Oh, that could, there's the headline right there, trick or treat. I'm not – no disrespect. They're so good. North Dakota's here. Then you're at Illinois State, and then Youngstown's here. So some of the further away games, luckily you got balanced here. But, Neil, as you've stated, has some bruisers on the road. Yeah. The good news is, uh, even though those two Dakota trips are late, both of those Dakotas play in domes. So, weather won't be a factor, at least inside. But, North Dakota State's band is not going to dress up in Halloween costumes and they're, do thrillers. They're not? Why not? I don't know, they, but... I thought that's what you did. It's what you're supposed to do, and it's one of the things I love about Racer Band, and I wish that they could just always have a home game on Halloween weekend, because that was one of my favorite parts about Racer football, is I when agree. Racer Band comes down and does thriller. Well, and when Racer Band comes down and just does halftime in general, Period, yeah. they, they could just do Old Lang Syne, which would be totally out of place and random, and it would be great, and... We, we know Racer Band is just such a great tradition here at home. But you look at this 2023 schedule, you're exactly right. Hosting Presbyterian is awesome. I think that's super cool. But you're at Louisville and you're at Middle. There's your two money games. And Middle, that, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that would be the second year as Mitch Stewart as the offensive coordinator Hello. if he's still there. That would be really mm-hmm. spicy headline right there with Racers against Middle. And, again, it's Middle, it's FBS. They'll be favored. But it's just one of those situations. These are now the money games. Yeah. Excuse me for next year. So you know, and that, we're not. Even, I'm not trying to look too far ahead. Their fo- football schedule this year. You and I've talked about ad nauseum. Is a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. You've got you, you. You open at Texas Tech. You you play at Ball State. Mathematically, that's probably zero and two. Jacksonville State has Rich Rodriguez, and they're in the middle of transitioning to FBS. UT Martin's gonna be really good. Like I know we'll get more into that as the season rolls along, but it's just. 
don't get me wrong, these are two beautiful challenges. If I'm a coach and if I'm a player, I'm really looking forward to the high-profile scenario you're going to be in for the next two to three years at least. Uh, I don't see the Missouri Valley losing strength from no. a football perspective. No. And I see this last year in the Ohio Valley Conference being quite special, especially with the Southland. I said in the last podcast, Big South. I remember that. I made the mistake. It's the Southland. Southland and the Ohio Valley Conference have uh, unity. But there was discussion of a Big South OVC merger. There was. There was true, true discussions. Mm-hmm. And EKU has brought some of that to light. But I digress. This this started with the Yanko discussion and then dovetailed into these these schedules, but this is the norm now. Mm-hmm. This is the future of Murray State football, uh, and it's going to require promise, determination, cash. A guy like Nico can bring that in. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Matt Kelly too. I I just I feel like while things were quote quiet in the last three or four weeks, I, several. Very notable, important individuals to Murray State Athletics, both currently employed, former players, former coaches, really went to bat for Matt. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm just simply stating an observation. I think think that was an an emotional and great show of support for Matt. Uh, I think Matt was probably deserving. I, I hope that's not an awkward situation moving forward. Um, but I also know Nico was one of his guys and yeah. helped him get through these programs, and that's where a lot of these people hey, came to bat for him. I had lots – this is way before Matt was a candidate for the athletic director's job. So many people have told me over the years, if it wasn't for Matt Kelly, I would not have my degree. He pushed me or made me do things that I probably would have not been inclined to want to do. He kept pushing and pushing. And uh, I owe everything to him. It, I've heard stories from men, from women, for the last 10, 15 years. It's, it's unbelievable the impact that he's had. And as long as he's in his current position, we'll continue to have. One thing that I will say, and, and Kaiser, you've seen some of this administrative side as a teacher uh, and as a professor. I'm a college professor, so I am all for athletes getting degrees and for the, the coaches and the staff that are going to encourage that yes. and help them. I mean, there's, I know it's the, the commercial, we have however many student athletes majoring in something other than sports. Right. But that's, I think that's really impressive that he's been able to do that. Yeah. One of the things okay. that I want to mention too, and again, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to make up consolation or any sort of thing. I, I know, I think everybody knows Matt definitely wanted the job. What I wanted to get at is sometimes the athletic director position you don't get to be as intimate with student athletes as Matt Kelly has been. He is so integral in scheduling in accommodating what the student athlete experience is supposed to be. His job is specifically to make sure that student athletes are students first and athletes second. And I'm not saying athletic directors can't be friends. They absolutely can be. You, you get to know all your players and your coaches and your staffs and whatnot. But sometimes there's just a very mechanical part to that. And Matt Kelly, at least in the position he's currently in, can be more intimate with students. He's not spending time in some of these I'm not I'm not trying to be inappropriate, but just institutional meetings, bogged down in bureaucracy. He's not answering the calls for money and things like that. He's getting to the base root of what college is supposed to be, and that's students and athletes. I want to point out something else. Twenty, twenty-five years ago, I've been covering Murray State stuff for over thirty about thirty-five years, I guess, something like that. I'm thirty seven. Here in Murray. Here in Murray, anyway. So but anyhow, 
uh, I still remember stories, so-and-so will not be available for the rest of the season. They have flunked out. Right. <laughs> they have flunked out. She flunked out. He flunked out. Don't get it anymore. We don't get it. Because no. they stay on top of all that. They Look at, stay on track with them. And they, they recognize, hey, you're having an issue. We have to get this taken care of. Yep. They don't. This isn't a thing where work's done for them. They give them the resources they need to succeed, and that's how they achieve their success. And you take a look at this situation, too. It's a boring stat. People are just like, whatever, why are you reporting on this? Look at the number of consistent like years in a row that GPA has been 3.0 or better for exactly. Murray State Athletics. Yeah. And again, when they haul them out on the basketball court at halftime or at the timeout of like, here are the honor roll or the dean's list or the, the top Jeep. And I mean, they st- you, they can't they stretch across the court yes. and you have to go too deep. Takes yeah. the entire half court, like the, the entire halftime. It's like, well, well, here's racer band and here's all the athletes with a three point hour better yeah. in varying degrees. I, and I'm not I don't care. You're here to get an education. If it's in underwater basket weaving, good for you. If it's in OSHA, great. If it's in, I'm headed to my master's program and I'm working on my thesis, super duper. It is people getting an education that they can apply to future success in their life. I went to Murray State. I remember getting like four or five Bs, and it's pretty, makes you feel good when you get a bunch of them, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But four or five in a a whole career, that's kind of what I had. I hope when you... See? Ah, see. Uh, (laughs) C's get degrees. I see. D is for diploma. So... I, I was always told D is for diploma. D, I hope, but that's not in uh, anything I'm majoring in. So I hope that I Neil. I hope by the time you call your final, like you get an honorary degree. No, no, no it'd be no. That'll, seriously, that'll cheapen the degree. No, nah. do no, an honorary degree, and you could do it in mass com. An honorary degree in journalism, yeah. Neil. You were you have been a news reporter. And a sports reporter. I, 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 I'm not even just doing this because you're in my house and you gave me the double birds. I'm saying, like... I just said you, you were just, 11. Well, you're right. misinterpreting. You're right. I did. I read that wrong. But it was sign language. Um, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, an honorary degree. I know you're already in the Hall of Distinction. The Hall of... It is distinction, right? Fame, I distinction. Guess. Right. An honorary degree. I'm calling it right now. I'm going to call. I'm going to make a phone call. I'm going to write you in. You'll be a writing candidate. And I know that the power you have, that'll happen probably next week. So. <laughs> You're Ed who? Yeah. McMahon? Who, who the hell is this guy? Publisher's Clearinghouse? Yeah, this guy sucks. <laughs> uh, but now, going into the whole, you know, Nico and, and Matt Kelly thing, I just I think it's going to be a really interesting and, and probably a special dynamic. And uh, I think the comments that Bob Jackson and Nico even had at the press conference were very telling. I, mm-hmm. I, I strongly suggest if anybody has an extra 10, 15 minutes, go listen to it at that press conference, and you'll glean a lot of heartfelt emotion nico i I thought i I know he didn't maybe visually but i felt like he choked up a little bit maybe a cry maybe a maybe a tug those things i mean i've seen coaches introduced uh athletic directors and many times people who aren't emotional get emotional especially with that first job Uh, it kind of hits them all of a sudden that uh this is my goal throughout my life to be a head coach or an ad and yep here I am, and it kind of snowballs on him a bit. Yeah, and no. as a homecoming, too. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's him. what I love about it. I mean, that's a really yeah. nice... I mean, it happens to a lot of people. Now, I'm not counting prone. Prone cries at everything. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He'll cry eight, ten times, no matter what. He's an emotional man. But he, he is a very emotional man. But, and, I, and I get and, it. And by that, I mean at any sort of a function with a microphone. Right. Him, just, I get it, for sure. And he knows he is, so I'm not talking bad about it. So, I'm going to dovetail on a couple of different things here. A couple, a couple other Murray State notes. Football season, I've not been to a practice yet. I'm very much 
like looking forward to being at some games uh, this year. I know football has a chance to do some really – you and I have already talked about how they came out of OVC Media Day and, and what they can do. Um, women's soccer, and I know you're a huge soccer fan, Neil, big, big-time soccer fan. The one thing I do want to mention going into the soccer schedule, and we, we do know that they play the first Missouri Valley. Dave Weiner told us they've had the countdown. Mm-hmm. They have the first-ever Missouri Valley matchup. It will be women's soccer that gets that bid, that, that nod. The one quick thing that I did want to mention, I think it's super cool, is Izzy Heckman uh, joining the uh, staff as a women's soccer graduate assistant. Uh, longtime player, absolute star. Uh, she's from Georgia. She's from Powder Springs, Georgia. There you go, Kaiser. She also was the 2020 Ohio Valley Conference Defender of the Year, and she played more than 6,800 minutes for the Racers in her career. Now joins the staff as a uh, as a as a coach, and I, I think that's you know you we had Rachel Foxley did that. A couple others have done that over the years under Matt Lodge. It's just one of those situations where. It makes sense in my mind, um, and they were picked to finish. As I said earlier, they were picked to finish third in the Missouri Valley. So I'm still having to train my mind. Do you find yourself? Uh, uh, well, I haven't done a broadcast yet, but you have to realize I have two different conferences I'm doing this year. I'll That's be right. OVC for football, maybe on the same weekend that I'm doing a basketball game, and it, so right. it's wow. I, real be qu- difficult. Real quick, I want to jump into this, Neil. One of the things that you're super excited about with football is the fact that you're going to get to travel. Run this list by us real quick. What states have you not been to? 13. 13 Amer- U.S. states. What? Because you're going to cross some off your list in the next couple of years. I will. Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, New York. That's just so odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I haven't been there. You would have figured a basketball game. Yeah. Thank you, Trey Freeman. You Oh, you douche. You're Massachusetts, right. Iowa, North Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, Oregon, and Kansas. Yeah. A Trey Freeman midcourt shot from going to New York. Oh. Kept you from the garden. Yeah. You're, but but the, here's what's crazy. You know what they need to do? You need to send that list in the last year doing basketball and be like, coaches, I need to cross all these states off yeah. my list. Yeah. Let's get it done. Uh, you got more power than I do. I don't have any power. There was a few years ago, uh, Ed, as I recall, I was sitting at a table with Coach Prome when he was the coach. Right. And uh, Murray State may or may not have had an opportunity. You know those crazy time games on ESPN, yeah. 24 hours or whatever? Oh, yeah, it's the, I, I the think, Midnight Madness. Yeah, I think the Racers might have had a chance to play Duke. And mm. that didn't happen. I, and I told Coach Prome, like, hey, it's kind of one of my bucket list things is yeah, to man. do a game. Cameron Indoor. At Cameron Indoor. Oh. And he goes, I, you know, I hope you get to do that. And when I leave, maybe that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, he, I don't think, has a ton of interest maybe in going there. He is now the coach of not an Ohio Valley Conference team, but a Missouri Valley yeah. basketball team. you got to take I have you, no pull with Coach Prome, just gotta, in case you got to. You know what? Coach Prome, if you're listening to this, Take the team to Cameron Indoor. It's, we bequeath it. We demand it. And he may tell it different, but that's the way I remember it at the table. That's a, you're, you're, you're the historian. You're allowed to. You write the history. Refute it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, just a little short note about women's, women's soccer. Thought that was really cool. Their season was actually supposed to start right now, and then weather in Ruston, Louisiana. Uh, kind of upended some things, so they're going to play them later this weekend. So in there, longest yeah. longest bus trip of my life, Ruston, Louisiana. Is that the one where the bus went Ruston? Uh, sort of. <laughs> it was a trip to Johnson City. We played East Tennessee in basketball, right? And then went to I think Birmingham 
spent the night, practiced there. But on the way, the tank in the bus mm. kind of went south. Mm. So it smelled like poop. Not And not that gas tank. The entire The, the other gas tank. Yeah, the other gas tank <laughs> in the little corner of the bus. So it smelled like poop. The entire, but mm. oddly enough, and this is a TMI thing, uh, like anything, you get used to it in about an hour and a half. You don't smell it too much anymore. Yeah, it just goes you away. get off and go to the bathroom. And you go, oh, there it is. It's right back. But, uh, just uh, yeah. unbelievable. I love the TMI. And then we went to Ruston and then Ruston back home. So that was... Uh, <laughs> What a trip. Yeah. Yeah. What an absolute trip. All right. So speaking of trips, a couple of things. Let's just – we've talked a little bit about Murray State's college football schedule. I want to jump in very quickly uh, to what we expect the, both the Memphis Grizzlies and uh, the, the Phoenix Suns are going to have. And it's incredible because both of them are going to have 20-plus televised nationally games. Oh, on national TV. National TV. I color? know. Nat, yeah, in color? Yes, in color. With damn sound? It. Yeah, with sound. You don't have to sync the radio. Yeah, they'll be on ESPN or TNT, or they'll they'll be picked up. I, you know what? I'm not, I've lost momentum. I don't even want to. I've just in color. Are any of them going to be on Peacock, though? I, I mean, I guess technically they could be. If Peacock, like, I don't think so. I mean, does, what, does P, I, you, what does Peacock do? Oh like, I don't. Gosh. Walk me through this. Well, like, it's an NBC. I know it's NBC, umbrella. but. They've had they have baseball on every week. They just were part of the deal of the Big Ten. They're going to have Big Ten games on starting next, not this coming season, but the next one. They have Eurovision. Yeah. So they have uh, like some soccer and stuff on. I'm bad. And of course, Parks and Rec and The Office is the main two things they have on there. I want to give you this quick update. Actually, okay. uh, the dishwasher is proud of herself. She is very much looking forward to catching up with you at some point on this podcast. Okay. Because she is through four, three and a half, four seasons of Parks and Rec. How can she not get through all of it? She's almost there. there. She's working on it, and she it's likes it. Yeah. yeah, but she's not close. Well, she, half. I said halfway. You listen. She's savoring it. She is. She's enjoying it quite a bit. By the way, this is breaking news to me. I learned yesterday that she was watching Parks and Rec. Really? Because I only see her watch West Wing. And I love West Wing. West Wing's great. We watch together. But it's like, okay, well, I, I didn't know. You didn't get my permission. You didn't tell me. And you know, you know what? Never ask a wife for permission. It's not the thing. Like it's not a real Is that right? like thing. Like okay. I can't. I can't do that. Maybe you can. I can. Yeah. I'm not, past the, how long have you been married? Not long enough. How long? Seven years. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Once you hit the ten, Seven. it doesn't matter. Ten. Okay. You can do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I'll be sure to remember that. Okay. I will test you three years <laughs> yeah. from now. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. Just just passing it. They know they're not going to do any better at that point. So you just roll <laughs> You've reached this yeah. the zenith oh, yeah, at ten a, years. Um, any shot they had at doing better is gone. Gone so. out the damn window. Yeah. But we have we have off the rails in a, the greatest way. But yes, she's very much looking forward to to, okay. to well, getting we'll do it. And she'll bring in Parks and Rec, and I'll just I'll moderate, and you guys can just yell it. Whatever. I'm Ron's just so excited for her journey. All the things she has yet to experience on that show. Oh, it's her yeah. first. She's yeah. she's not spoiled. I mean, there's a few small things she's spoiled of the memes and you know the years yeah. and years and years of Ron but Swanson she doesn't jokes. Appreciate them, right? Like she will. She'll know the full meaning of to be them. able to go back and and watch that again for the first time. I mean, there's those shows that you watch and you think, man, if I could go back knowing nothing and just erase my memory and experience yes, this all I'm lost. Again. If I could uh, re erase my memory from Lost and never have watched it, I would be happy. Uh, I've heard that simply because people. of the last show. Yeah, I was wanting to 
find the people who wrote it and hit them with a wet noodle or something. Something, oh, something. I hated it. No, I've only watched the first episode. Okay, yeah. You're okay, good. Uh, then don't pay any attention to me. Yeah, we won't spoil <clears throat> anymore. And I'm in the, uh, probably 80, maybe 70, 30. 30% are like, Meh. I watched West Wing 20 years later. And I loved it. And there's two shows like that that I actually am still waiting to see. One's The Wire. I have been told oh, by... Oh, you have to. I know. I have been told by numerous... And it holds up. ...individuals that The Wire would be right in my freaking alley. See? I watched... I've been told The Wire and The Shield. I watched yeah. an episode of The Wire. The next hour, I watched an episode of The Shield. <clears throat> never watched The Wire. Watched all The Shield. But I've oh. heard Shield's good, and too. Shield's I've never watched. amazing. Well, I've heard The Wire just gets exponentially better as you take off. Like and that's what I've heard. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like... It's a slow right burn, in, but like then a nine on, I, I mean, it's, it's got to be really good. Yeah. And I, I do plan on watching it. So, totally, what, what I was originally talking about was TV, and then we got <laughs> into this. No, this is great. This is what we're here for. This is what we do. We are here for Dovetails. Uh, the ten teams that have the most national television games in color... With sound. Thank you, Kaiser. And thank you, Neil. Lakers at 42, which, whatever. Warriors at 41. Nets at 37. Bucks at 36. Suns, Cameron Payne and the Suns at 33. Celtics at 33. Knicks at 29, whatever. Clippers at 27. Sixers at 27. The Mavericks and the Jazz at 26. And then you have the Memphis Grizzlies, who are right there in that top 10 range. 23 games, and you never know, they might get flexed. So, John Morant and the Grizzlies, meanwhile, they also have their annual MLK game, Martin Luther King uh, Jr. game on, on MLK Day. That's going to be phenomenal. And I believe they play the Phoenix Suns uh, that day. It would be amazing if Racer fans drove out in support to, to catch that game uh, between Memphis and, and, uh, and Phoenix. You're going to get a fellow Memphian in Ja. You know, who's basically adopted the city, and a hometown Memphian in Cameron Payne, both former racers with key roles for their teams. So that came out this week. I thought that was super cool. Another scheduling thing, and Neil, I want to get your your thoughts on some of this, but college basketball season, John Rothstein tweeted out today that the college basketball season opens up with a list of terrific games, and here they are. Memphis at Vanderbilt, the opening night of the season. Memphis at Vanderbilt. George Mason at Auburn, LaSalle at Villanova, Murray State at St. Louis, Florida Gulf Coast at USC, and Oral Roberts at St. Mary's. I, that's, that is absolutely it's pretty good phenomenal. Night. That's not it's, bad. it's a good slate of games for people hungry for good college basketball and new experiences. Neil, uh, I've heard some talk. What, what sort of expectations do you have for the men's and women's basketball schedules to be released? What Mid-September, mid because I'm going off of what uh, – Jeff Jackson said in, in the Zoom conference. He said that he thought they would be publicly available mid-September. Right. Which tells me probably internally early September. Yeah, I would say that's probably Labor Day. I was thinking Labor Something Day like internally that. to and get your ducks in a row. They'll try to hold that off. Till. I, I keep waiting to see if like another Murray State men's basketball game is let slipped by yeah. someone else's non-conference. Haven't seen it yet. Well, you haven't seen many. If you'll take a look at uh, D1 Docket, there's not been many conference schedules released at this point, which tells me TV's still working on what they're putting where. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's hardly any been released at this point. Yeah, I, uh, that's that's going to take a minute to load, but, I, I mean, you're exactly right. I, it's one of those situations where you don't have a ton of non-conference schedules that have been released just yet. Yeah. And you're right about even the conference, the conference schedules. A lot of conferences – 
I haven't been either. Yeah, they don't. They might have the who you're playing. Yeah, the who in you're the playing. Day, the but they don't have times. They don't have dates. Yeah, dates. They don't have any sort of release as to where everything's going to fit. Which um, kind of shocks me. I'd figure Kentucky. I mean, they're a basketball school. You'd figure they'd have theirs already released by now. Nice. There it is. You know, well, well, that's wh- what I heard. I heard it from a guy who's like won a bunch of stuff. And yeah, things. John, John, said. John Calipari. Yeah. <laughs> I actually want to bring this up. This isn't. This is not talking about racer athletics, but I do. I'm glad I'm glad you you shoehorn that in beautifully. Oh, we do we do we have a national champion here in, in Kaiser Lowe. We definitely do. It it started with Georgia. Did you, Kaiser, you saw this right? Yeah. Okay, so you saw the hullabaloo that blew up on social media. Wait, no, I did not. Okay, well let's let just like watching West Wing twenty years later. Let's bring you up to speed. There we go. Because I actually personally don't think it's that big of a deal, but I also understand why it is a big deal. If that makes that, bear with me. So. Earlier this week, Kyle Tucker, who is a hardcore The Athletic beat reporter for UK Athletics, particularly men's basketball and other UK tangents, sometimes football, a little bit of Titans, just he's in this wheelhouse. He lives in Nashville. He's long been covering UK. He asked a very specific question while in the Bahamas, where the Cats did go 4-0. Granted, it's just an invitational. It's just preseason. Played well. A lot of different guys coming in. And he asked Calipari, hey – Listen, this this practice facility that you want, like, what about it? What what's going on? And there were other more nuanced questions that went with it. But in layman's terms, Calipari came out and said, you know, football's gotten their due. Hope they win ten games. Hope they win a bowl. But we're a basketball school. Woo. We're not, you know, can you know, we're we're not Georgia. We're not Alabama. You know, like I said, wish the guys in football nothing but the best. But but we're a basketball school. Wow. So instead of that just going over rather smoothly, it went the exact opposite for a number You're of kidding. reasons. Number one, Kentucky fans like to just implode. It's like their favorite thing. It's like, well, let's just start something. It further escalated. That first round loss really uh, was getting to them. <laughs> to, Saint, to the Peacock? Yeah, to St. Peter's? Yeah. So speaking of Peacock, um, <laughs> so... Um, and I know that, that that's the sore subject with the racers. Yeah, that's a second. <laughs> yeah, and then and then and then Purdue right after that. They just oh, wow. kept on rolling. So you get into this situation though, where it could have died down, but then Mark Stoops stepped to the plate in Twitter fashion and said, "Hey, I'm going to back my team. Uh, I thought we were in the SEC." And so that took it to the next level. So then you're like, "Okay, well we'll bring it to Mitch Barnhart. Okay, well we'll take it to the AD." And then Mitch, like, added another level of, like, I'm not going to deal with pettiness. We're going to be all in one unit. We're going to be a team. And if you don't like it, if you don't like it, coaches find the door every day. You know, I'm not going to have this insurrection. (laughs) This has been in the last, seriously, 96 hours. Wow. And it has inflamed my father-in-law. You know very well, John Carrico called me, and he was like, John Calipari was out of line. Wow. John Calipari was out of line. Wow. But here's the thing. I'll say this, and then I'd love to get thoughts. I told John, not Calipari, my father-in-law, <laughs> Carrico, I said, I said, John, 10 years ago, you don't even care that John Calipari says that because that's how much the football program's changed in 10 years. And that's no disrespect to Rich Brooks. That's no disrespect to Hal Mummyball. I'm, you know, that's no disrespect to Bear Bryant. Like, I'm not trying to stir the ghosts of Christmas past. But, you know, there's been some good U.K. football. 
but you absolutely don't get offended by Calipari saying you're a basketball school a decade ago, yeah. but you do today. Why? So where's the argument? Do you have a coach who truly believes that they're a basketball school and you're okay with it? Or do you sit here? Because here's the crazy thing. Two days later, Stoops effectively said that the SEC belongs to Georgia and belongs to Alabama. Where do you go with that conversation? Wow. I, I, I get it. Calipari needs to show a unified front. I get that he put his foot in his mouth and sounds a little bit whiny after a first-round loss. But this is now a national talking point. I mean, it sounds, sounds like he's threatened. I mean, Kentucky's going to have a good football team this year. They will. They, they're, they're ranked in the preseason for the first time since, what, 78? It, it, yeah, I don't yeah. keep up with UK. I, I, no I don't. Idea. I mean, I just, I just, I just see news. I, sorry, I just, just drinking the words. Kentucky and Tennessee are both, I think, going to field pretty good teams this year. They, and... they should. So will Florida. Uh, South Carolina will be improved under 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 uh, Beamer's son Shane, uh, former racer. Uh, Shane Beamer grew up here in Murray, so you know under Frank and. You know, it was a little, I think it was a little rapscallion running around the sidelines. And I mean, Georgia still still rules the SEC East. Uh, and Georgia absolutely rules the SEC East. Uh, going for back-to-back here, but You we'll should see. be going for back-to-back. I mean, you, who, you, who do you open with? Um, oh, State. no, he doesn't know. Kent oh. State. I, got my, I got my season tickets in the mail. No, is Samford. It? Samford. Oh, really? Yeah, we got Samford, then Kent State. Samford. So former, former OVC for a minute. Chris Samford. Hatcher. How about you? How about you, Racer fans? You're going to get some Hatch Attack. Oh, Are you serious? Is yeah, it Samford? Yeah, Samford. Oh, that's baller. I didn't know that. That's phenomenal. Yeah. You're going to get Hatch Attack in Georgha? That's great. I love it. But I mean... Hey, it, Sam, have you ever been to Samfordsville? That's one of the few that it I didn't get a chance like to go to. Really? It's a little Athens. Oh. It's got little hedges on it. It's really They're between the hedges? Oh. It's really nice. I, it really is. See? So... Neil, you, you, I just want to bring you in a little bit. I, I know we don't care about UK athletics, but the conversation itself, I, I'm going to say it. I'll just go ahead and say it. I think Murray State is a basketball school. That's not any disrespect to football, but basketball certainly brings well, and carries the pale. You can look at the banners. Last football. Right. But, but I think the vision is to try to elevate sure. it to where, if we're not winning championships every year, at least playing for championships every year. How so I think that's – Somewhere down the road where they want to be. I'm not insinuating anyone would ever do this. Again, I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth. I want to make that abundantly clear. I'm not trying to be controversial here. But how do you think it would be received in Murray, Kentucky, if a coach came out and said, we're a basketball school? I'm not even going to say – these are obviously we're, this, we're strictly yeah. hypothetical. In my opinion, what Cal did was wrong. I just don't get losing your mind well, over there's it. No, I get it, but why say it? Mm. Yeah, because it takes away from other programs too. It's like a good, we have it's good, a good point. You know, good soccer. We we win women's golf championships. Just there's no there's no benefit to you're say a so top five that. rifle program, and does and especially Kentucky. Do they actually need to say it? Just hey, we know we, we've done well. We won lots of national championships, yeah. lots of final fours, lots of lead eights. Put tons of guys in the NBA. Well, and one of the things they're, too that I think they're really good. I, I think it's absolutely fair Don't to have say to go too. Look it up. Right, you don't yeah. have to. Yeah, you don't have to go to Wikipedia and be like, "Well, where's yeah. the last?" You know, but one of the things that I'll also say about Murray State Athletics, we've talked about this a lot with softball's championship in the final year in the OVC. Every program at Murray State has at least one right. title in the former conference. Yeah. So you're right. You can absolutely say, "Sure, one program is more dominant than the other." It doesn't take a rocket scientist to sure. say that. Cal said it. In a flippant moment, and I think that's yeah. what a lot of people are bringing yeah. up, that's is probably. that it, it came it came off the top, and it, and I'm not excusing it. I'm saying he 
probably was thinking it, you know, and, and it happened, you know. I think he's probably doing everything he can to try to get his practice facility. Yeah. And yeah. he thought that would do it. I don't think he really thought of the repercussions of it. I, I actually don't think he meant any ill intent. Take he, it up. he probably did. I really don't think he did. But, I mean, people are fear. And, and that, like I said, you're I, sitting, you're, guys are sitting here in front of us. Georgia is relishing a national championship, as you should. Yeah. But, I mean, it is phenomenal to think that what Alabama and Georgia have done in the SEC at a football perspective is seeping into the men's basketball realm of the SEC, in my opinion. Cal's thinking about it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, if that's, what they're, if that's how they're supporting it, well, can't you support me from a basketball perspective? Yeah. Well, Kentucky's you know? a basketball state, too, just it as is. much as Georgia's a football state and Alabama's a football state. And I mean, it's – That's a that fair part, statement. That, that's a fair statement. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Kentucky is a basketball state with some decent football teams. Yeah. I mean, it's, U L certainly on the rise. Mm-hmm. They've had a Heisman winner in the last – seven years with Lamar Jackson. You, you know, you, you you can have good football years, but you're right. You are a basketball state. You have the term Sweet 16 trademarked for your high schools. That's how much basketball says something. is. It's Kentucky and Indiana. Your two schools. Indiana has probably the bread basket for girls basketball. I, I know that sounds crazy, and really even boys for that matter. But girls basketball, young women's basketball is as good in Indiana as it is anywhere in the country probably. And then Kentucky, boys basketball. I mean, look at what you're producing annually. So I think it's a great point. Neil, you shoehorned that in here. And I, I just it, – it, it's certainly a current event. It has been a trending topic for the last six-plus days of simply Kyle Tucker. And this is where the journalism discussion sometimes comes from us. Kyle Tucker just doing his job. There are people that are furious at Kyle Tucker for even printing the quote. And it's like, I'm just going to say it. Like, it's his job. Yeah. Like, to ask the question, Kyle could care less who wins and loses. He specifically is answering a question that he asked and reproducing the content that Calipari gave him. I, I don't, there's no problem there. And Cal's wanting a new practice facility, is that right? That's it. That Not is yet. where it started. Because that dump they play in, the craft center, <laughs> they can go ahead and pull it down here and we'll take that. Sure. I've been in it. It's phenomenal. It is. So phenomenal. I don't really know what the heck they need, but. If that isn't satisfactory, because it is eye-opening. I think the, it's just it's uh, keeping racers up. have practiced in there before. I've been through it. It's it's just an unbelievable, amazing facility. And maybe I guess maybe they've outgrown it. I guess that's kind of what they're looking. For. The, the, I think it's one of those things. Like it is. I think it is a decade old. It's nice. And they're trying to keep up with Joneses. I got you. But a comment. I've read several different takes yeah. on this. You're still recruiting at a top, top level. Yeah. I mean, Cal's one commitment away from the number one class next year. And it's, it's really tough getting by. When you're only getting around $55 million a year mm. in SEC TV revenue, Rough. it's tough to scrape by. That's so tough. hopefully people will chip in and get them a new practice facility. You're, 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 the hubris <laughs> that's dripping from you is incredible, but you're not wrong. I mean, I mean really, really. Like, I mean – Take it to task. I think it's a fair statement to say that while I think Calipari probably was just loose lips, sink ships type of deal and didn't mean anything by it, there there needs to be some chagrin with everything that you just said. There has to be like a I, this idea that, oh, my God, well, we have just got it or else, you know, I'll take my talents elsewhere or I, we're not going to get the right guys is malarkey. Yeah. Well, they're not practicing in – they don't have outdoor courts the guys are on right now. They actually have a – Pretty nice facility with the craft center. That's tough. But I, I know that they want to do better. That's tough. And I get that. They're 
you're an elite program, and I they want to stay elite. And they yep. want to stay elite, and that's how you do it. Top three, and, and I think yep. that's what you said. They don't want to go to a, two or three other programs battling recruits. They go, wow, this is a lot better than Kentucky's yep. crappy practice facility. You're right. Which, in comparison, maybe it is now. Yep. I uh, want to dovetail super quickly. Uh, no, a couple more points, and then we'll let you guys get to it. We always appreciate the time as we as we sit here at my kitchen table in Murray, Kentucky. Uh, Quincy Williams, former Murray State linebacker, uh, had a pretty decent preseason so far uh, with the Jets. Didn't have a really tough scenario a couple games ago where he uh, decked former Alabama quarterback, Oklahoma quarterback, Jalen Hurts, who starts for the Eagles. Sorry, Jeff Bidwell, if you're listening right now. Um, decked him on the sideline. It was a 15-yard penalty preseason. Didn't let up. You know the roughness, unnecessary mm-hmm. roughness call. Uh, kind of went viral with it. Uh, and the, the, the Eagles scored on the rest of the drive and, you know, and whatever and so on and so forth. Right. Quincy, for all intents and purposes, is very likely going to be starting linebacker for the Jets this year. He's earned it. Uh, he is playing outside of that play, is playing relatively well uh, in preseason uh, football. Very much looking forward to seeing what the Jets do this year. Um, I don't know. And something else, I've been told by more than one person, I've got to start hard knocks because the Detroit Lions are apparently, like, they're they're the centerpiece of the show this year, and apparently it's like a beloved team, and people are starting to fall in love with, like, this lovable underdog that didn't win any games last year, made all these trades, and all these, they have all these young guys that are, like, I don't know, just trying to wake up and realize we're in the NFL, let's get this together. So. Yeah, I was just in Detroit recently, and you could say that about the city itself, too. Really? That it, it's it's coming back, it's... They have some really neat stuff to offer. It was, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect, but it it was really impressive. The design work they've done, the architecture, the just the spirit of the city, and it's nice to see that reflected in, in the Lions. Well, I mean, like I said, Hard Knocks, HBO Max. I'm looking forward to catching it. I've got HBO Max. Um, I actually just finished, what was I watching on HBO Max? What was so popular? Oh, Winning Time. I watched Finish Winning Time. And then, of course, Stranger Things. I watched that on Netflix. and uh, Another show to go back and be able to watch again. Over and over and over. I Season four. Neil, you saw season four, mm-hmm. didn't you? Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. I, don't want, I still don't want to spoil it. We'll wait just a little bit longer uh, before we get into that. But I'm just, I can't. She-Hulk's now fixing to come out. Uh, Speaking of that, uh, the, the young lady who's the star of that was in, you ever watch Orphan Black? Uh, she Killed it in Orphan fantastic. Black. See, the number of characters fantastic. she had to play. I, this I, is a show I, I that I need to go watch. Awards for that. But I think she, she did. My no, gosh. it was it was seriously impressive. Yes. So, I wanted to leave you guys with this, Ooh. Neil. I wanted to give you, and then we'll close out with some Kaiser remarks. I want some Car- Kaiser stuff. I want to hear what it's like to win a national championship in Georgia. But we, we you had, go ahead and get whatever we are, you got. We are absolutely going to come right back get to Kaiser prongs. and close out. To one of our one of our premier listeners, we thank you for your time and your effort. Your patronage. Uh, your your patronage. Yes, I just want to talk quickly about some baseball. Um, Pujols tonight hit six ninety and a pitch hit grand slam five RBI. I want to, give me give me a minute or two of Cardinals. What are you expecting right now as we pass the All Star break? Right now they're rolling. I know fans were disappointed that they didn't land Soto, but Soto with San Diego, he's done okay, but. Hasn't helped the Padres gain ground on the Dodgers. They may not happen. I mean, the Dodgers are just phenomenal. Well, and look at what it's happened. It's not going to happen. Well, look and, what happened with Tatis. And as of right now, the Cardinals uh, seemingly have made good moves. Montgomery's had great starts. Quintana's had uh, really good starts. Starting to get some hitting from uh, Gorman. Pujols just murdering left-handers. It's, it's a, an He's unbelievable destroying. thing. 
and he has a shot at 700. I, I think it's an outside shot. He has 11 homers on the season, and he has to have, what, 10 more? He needs so, 10. Uh, that's going to be tough to do in uh, he's, five or six he, weeks. He's a, he has said. But he's got a shot. But he has said that this is his last he year. He said it is. There's some people kind of gigging him toward next year, but he hasn't budged on that yet. Look, I mean, I know Pujols is 55 years old. Well, we'll never know how old he is. But I just – I agree. I, I can't stand the Cardinals, but I want Pujols to get 700. And I say this knowing you know me well, Neil. I like him more than I like the Yankees. So, yeah. screw those guys. You're, I'm just telling you, you I'd are – love to see 700. You are just one – Heck with the Reds, I'm a Cardinal. You're this close I'm to, not, having, to being able to wear 11 I'm World s- Championship rings. I'm so this close. <laughs> and you won't have to talk about, hey, we were the big red machine like decades ago before I was before born. Before I was so. born, I know. I will say, as upset as I am at the trade deadline and the fact that Joey Votto is now out for the year, I do love the, the amount of young talent that we got from our trades. That's what people say whose team sucks. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Neil. I know Pirates fans. I hear that all the time. We have a lot of young talent. I'm like, yeah, and when they get good, they'll go somewhere And I'm else. stoked about O'Neill Cruz, man. I've got a couple of his rookie cards stashed. I can't wait. A matter of fact, traded for him yeah. in, uh, in our Stratomatic Baseball League. But I just – Ellie De La Cruz, Neil, playing double-A ball in Chattanooga is murdering. He had a 490-foot homer tonight, and I know it's double-A, but for as excited as you guys are... Oops. Oh, we got we to... Gotta, well, what's the timer for? Uh, Time's up. The podcast has been too long. Caller, you're on the air. No, you got to tell us what's going on. Anyways, I'll, I'll digress while you do, do handle that business. Ellie De La Cruz, some of the other guys that we traded for out of Seattle uh, in the Luis Castillo, you know, in the Luis Castillo move. Um... Brandon Drury was playing well. We traded him to the Padres as well. Like, we, you know, I get it. There's nobody on our roster right now under the age of, you know, or over the age of 30, really. I mean, there's a couple old guys, but we've dealt so much talent. And I, I know, I know, Neil, that this means we're five years down the road and the can continues to be kicked. I, I get that. We're not, we haven't been buyers since what, 2010? Since we got beaten by the even year Giants is the last time we were buyers with Scott Rowland and all those guys. And that's, that was a long time ago. Should have never got rid of Marge Shot. That was a. <sighs> Marge Shot? I'm going to sh- sh- take a shot at you, is what I'm going to do. Good Lord. Kaiser, let's, let's, let's dovetail because all I'm going to get from Neil is hey, the Cardinals are playing well. And, and he's not wrong. Plus 97 run differential, 66 and 51 as we have this podcast. Win streak of four. You're seven to three in your last 10, and Goldschmidt can't miss. Uh, we've brought this up. I'll bring it up one more time. Is Goldschmidt MVP? I don't know. I know we're, it's still early. From that. Uh, right now, I mean, you have so many other guys, Dodgers. Atlanta is 73 and 47 and still seven games back, or three and a half games back. And yeah, they, could, they could catch them, but they have to have the Mets stumble a little bit. And right the, now, they're not. And they're not. No. You have right now, I'll go over this super quickly as well. You have the Yankees above 600. You have Houston above 600. You have the Mets above 600. You have Atlanta above 600. And you have the Dodgers approaching 700. They have a 16.5 game lead, and they've played 117 games. That's freaking wild. Yeah. And their run differential is plus 249, which is clearly the largest in the league. 
Yeah, not even close. Well, the Yankees at plus one eighty nine, but they've quote stumbled. They're three of their they're yeah, three they, of their last ten. They haven't played well. And you want to know why? It's because Matt Carpenter's not in the lineup. Yeah, that, you know, as soon as he got hurt. Seriously. Punching. Yeah. And they traded Joey Gallo. That's it. It's weird, man. Baseball's weird. But that's why we love it. Kaiser, tell us what it takes to win a national championship. We got to know. Well, as someone who personally contributed to. <laughs> <laughs> What's no, it like to be in a town? It Athens was... isn't that big. As yeah, a, you were as there. A, as an... You've been there. No, I'm just, I've been there a couple times. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, as a town... It, it feels a lot like a Murray, but it's still. The it doesn't whole, on game day. You're right. It sure, it doesn't. No. Plus, we have a target and two cookouts. We're 22 miles away, and it's going to take us an hour and 10 minutes to get there. Listen, right. I, what? I wanted to make sure before we ended that I could go back and revise the thing that I missed the most about Murray State Athletics. Go for it. Go for it. That's being able to park and walk to the stadium. Yeah. Not having to park and take minutes. a bus. And not be able to get on that bus again until the game's over. Or not even be guaranteed There's the parking. southern accent. The way you said bus. There it is. Bus. bus. We're going to bus I will the say game. They, they do a good job with logistics. I love that our football stadium is smack in the middle of campus. That they haven't moved it out. But getting there and getting out compared to coming to a basketball game, a football game at Murray State. You know, I know parking is it's all about perspective. But, oh, I miss that. I'm just leaving. I'll walk out of the dorms and the residential colleges and go to a basketball game. I got a Georgia football story for you. We did our game there, so they give us the parking pass. We get where we're supposed to be, and we park where they tell us to park, and then tell us we have all of our equipment. You have to go outside, <laughs> up this ramp, up another ramp, into another ramp. And I mean, it's a, it's like a 15-minute walk. And we finally get to where we need to get with the elevator and get up there. I mean, it took us about 20 minutes to get up there. And we get up to the booth, and then Dave Winder was talking to, I guess, the football SID, and they went, oh, they gave you the wrong pass. They should have put you in the middle of the garage. You could have went right up the elevator. Oh, my and gosh. Because <laughs> I, I thought, I just can't imagine Tom Leach with UK carrying all this equipment up there for 20 minutes, and turns out he didn't. That's amazing. We had the wrong pass. But it, it was a phenomenal experience. Uh, and, and it I enjoyed the way it. We thought it would, but wow, what a what a SEC football is just so much fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed that day. It was really I, cool. I'm ready. It I'm was. ready for another game like and that. And it was it was fun throughout the season because you know I've I've been following teams before where you get to that point in the season where you're like, hey, wait a minute. I mean, Murray State season, the long undefeated streak. I mean, mm-hmm. the hype that built up around that on campus. Yeah. It was very similar here where it was all of a sudden like, wow. Maybe we can, maybe we can, but then you have... We got something going here. Then you have Alabama looming. You know, no yeah. matter what happens, they're there waiting for you. Yeah, and then absolutely. the SEC championship game was that first sign of like, oh, are we not invincible? Yeah. What's going to happen next? Sure. And then to see them turn around and just steamroll through that championship game was... I wasn't... We live on the east side of Athens, and I thought about going downtown uh-huh. after seeing the videos. <laughs> I'm glad I did not. <laughs> right. My favorite is a student standing on top of the porta potty, celebrating, and then the roof gives way. Oh, <laughs> it's false, right? mm. Mm. but you know that they have a great experience now. They're like, remember that time I fell in a porta potty? We won a national championship. Me. Somewhere that that guy's going. That's me. Uh, here's my sign. <laughs> I jokes aside. You've been in a lot of high-pressure, high-caliber sports situations as a fan and as a reporter. What is it And as like? a mascot. And as a mascot, exactly. Listen, I was dunker You're for dunker. the Shane Andrus kick. Wow. There it, it is. Did you see it go through or not? I saw it go through. He didn't. <laughs> he turned around and bolted. 
And I was there when the students pulled down the goalpost, yes, carried what? it up, didn't know what to do with it because we didn't have a lake <laughs> to throw it in, and just left it leaning up against Winslow Cafeteria. I love it. <laughs> just <laughs> boop here, use this next year. But just put it, put it. They should have put it next to Winslow. I just left it there. Just, just be like, we're there. just going to leave it here as a mem- as a memorial See, and a monument. And that's the goal. We want to know what to do with the goalpost when we tear one down. We've done it so many times. Here's what you do with it. But we're like, what do you do? I, I don't know. Call somebody to Eastern Kentucky. See what they do with it when they tear them down. I don't let's, know. Uh, let's take it to the let's take it to the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, we're going to yeah. use these as chopsticks. Like what? Are you, I mean, you, I mean, you laugh. I mean, George is used to that, especially under Kirby Smart. But there's other years that have been successful, but. Kirby, of course, being under that Nick Saban tree. Now, you take a look at Nick Saban's staff from 2016, 2017, and what all they've done from his staff elsewhere, it's ridiculous. And, of course, Kirby Smart being part of that. But I just – it's crazy to think – I know Athens is bigger than Murray. It's just, just geographically, it just kind of feels that small-town feel. But you're a city at that point who all descend and, and thousands of alumni. I just – it's hard – Neil and I, Neil asked a great question, but I feel it too. I just don't know what it's like to comprehend that energy around a national championship. Not an OVC title, and I'm not disrespecting that. Those are special. Not a win in the NCAA tournament. You're the best team in the country. I, I just. I from just, the best conference. Yeah, from the best yeah. conference. And I'm sorry, that's not arguable. SEC is the best conference. How do you, like, how do you just see that translate? From, like, classes started this week. How do you see that translate in the classroom? Well, the. Championship game was the day before classes started on campus, so that was fun for faculty to figure out what to do about this. Um, yeah, you knew one was going to class. Regardless of the outcome. And <laughs> I had a lot of students that went to the game, which I think is awesome that they were able to experience that. We had seven current or former photojournalism students on the field covering that game for wow. various outlets. That's some, amazing. Some for the red and black and uh, for, for class stuff, some who've gone on to get jobs. And, you know, honestly, that was that was such a neat moment because I remember as a student how neat it was to be able to be a part yeah. of all that. Yeah. And so the fact that they were able to experience that in their, their college career and to hear their stories about it afterwards. And then when I'm getting the special sections, it's their pictures that, that's on the cover. That or was their really... photos are the ones in the AP wire or Getty or something like that uh, or regional papers. Yeah, that's. It was neat. I didn't even think about that. That's cool. So the the energy surrounding the start of the spring semester was real special. And then when we had the like championship celebration, you know, they did a parade down the street where they usually do a small dog walk. They did a giant one to see the athletes, student athletes on the floats, just having the time of their life. I mean, we got there late enough that it was it was like like Zacchaeus. Like we had to climb up in a, a sycamore tree right. to be able to even see because the the fans were that deep. And then you go into the stadium, and it was, a, it was that only... That feels like a 1950s anecdote. It does. To climb a tree, to see yes. the parade. There were kids in the trees, yeah. climbing the trees so they could see. And I mean, like, literal kids, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. families were there. What a wow. picture. And this was the, uh, the only football game that, or football thing that my wife, Stephanie, wanted to go to because it was in January, so hey, we didn't have to. Hey, if you all remember from the Murray State game at Georgia, it was, well, you were in air conditioning, weren't you, Neil? So that, yeah, in air conditioning, and then they opened the windows. So oh. I was like, well, this doesn't really help us. It was <laughs> <No>. sweltering. <laughs> that was pretty hot. So, it was, it was so she came with me to that and, and had a great time because it was, it was so neat to have the coach come out, to have the players come out. 
um, you know, everybody that was there to celebrate that. It was it was just really neat to sort of relive it all and and feel that that kind of energy. Well, and look at some of the players that have now gone on to the NFL. I Pickens is a second round pick playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I wish they'd all stay. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, naturally you. Hey, we got love Stetson today. I mean, I'm I'm excited about that. Here's and look the, at his. And that was the other thing. Look at his story. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. His story's phenomenal. Here's the crazy thing. I still very vividly remember them subbing him in at quarterback against the racers and his like second pass of the second half was a pick six uh by nigel walton pick six racers take it in and scored against georgia that was the only other touchdown they had that game and then stetson was terrific the rest of the game pickens was phenomenal in that game i mean there were several guys that were obviously phenomenal in that game but those were two that really stood out but stetson was terrific in the second half uh, and of course, yeah, you talk about his story and his maturation. And that's the other part that made it so special, knowing that you know he fought for this, that he was that the way he got on the team, the way he got to where he was, and then what he did with that, especially after you know being so underrated, I guess, just thinking that they couldn't, he wasn't going to be able to do much. He well, wasn't, he wasn't going to be able to win a national championship because he wasn't the next two attack of Aloha or yeah. Jalen Hurts or you know, and it was a it was a team effort. Obviously. You know, Joe Burrow had to play all four quarters and yeah, defense wins championships and had tremendous defense, but still tremendous. Well, maybe again, this is recency bias, but let's just say I'd say within the last ten years, uh, maybe a top three defense in college football, just statistically. I could be wrong there. Somebody can correct me, but I think mentally, physically, hypothetically. You look at what they were able to do at all three levels of the defense, and there just weren't many answers. Ask Kentucky. Kentucky played well in the first half, had no answer in the second because Georgia was able to retool its defense and take away Wandale, you know, Will Levis, so on and so forth, and, and the rest is history on their way to a, to a, to a national championship. So, I, see, it's just you, you lived it. You were there. I know maybe you weren't at the national championship game, but you're still in that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You know, we know what that's like here in Murray at the diet level. I was about to say, it took, well, no, it did take me back to some of Murray State's finer moments and just that feeling that you get of, especially after having followed the team for so long and having seen the ups and downs at Murray. Yeah. Every time that they made that next step up and did the Vanderbilt game, I mean, all of that. I'll never forget where I was for Vanderbilt. And see, and that, it's meaningful. It is meaningful. So it, I don't think it matters the, the scale of it. I mean, it's still that energy. Neil's call. I, we were literally... I'll tell it again. I don't care. <laughs> we were – it's such a great moment because we just uh, – Neil and I went to Hoopalooza. Uh, thank you, Neil, for that ticket. I know we talked about it the last podcast, but I want to thank you again. It was a great experience to to see Steve Newton and those guys. Um, but, you know, Neil and I believe Paul Bubb was on that call. Mm -hmm. That's right. At, at, uh, in San Jose. I biked home as fast as I could to catch the second half from work. I had been at Ryan's all morning listening to it on the radio while I was bread and chicken. Not even kidding. Bread and chicken. Got to Matt B's. Had a quick slice of pizza. It was halftime. I had just enough time to, you know, wolf something down. Saw the first couple of plays. Biked as fast as I could so that I wouldn't miss any CBS action. We turned on CBS. We turned on the radio. We synced them, sank them, sunk them, whatever the verb is there. I was that excited. And, I mean, that game – well, that game was so high tilt in the final 12 minutes. I mean, there was, what, four points of separation total maybe? The rest of the way, I, I don't have the math on me right now. That was a bit while, a while ago. But there just was – it felt like one, two, maybe three possessions at most the rest of the way. And then we know what happened. And it was just – I mean, I, Tommy Rushing, mayor of Murray, lived right across the street. And I was still in my Ryan's clothes. I wasn't going to go shower. Why? 
I was just I didn't want to miss a minute of the rest of that game, and I just I ran up down like Sunny Lane, screaming the bastards did it, the bastards did it. Down goes Vanderbilt, and I mean, oh my god, it was awesome because people were watching everybody in Murray, and then everybody of course convened for the Butler game, which was one of the best games of that tournament. So Neil, before I even knew you, man, yeah, I, I don't even know if I know you now. Maybe I do, but just that that call, the, ah. Oh, it's still, it's still just, it still just makes you want to like run laps. Yeah, there's several of those. Yeah, and I mean, and you felt that in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, Neil. You want to leave us with any cool anecdote? We were no. just, I was sitting here talking about you right here in front of you. <laughs> it's, it's I don't have of, any cool anecdotes, really. It's it's one of the best calls in college basketball. My San Jose thing. I know Dave uh, approached me later that evening because uh, I guess they had De Niro. And Steve and who, whoever, or Billy, I guess is who it was. Yeah. But they may have had Steve on. They had four or five of our folks lined up for interviews. And he goes, would you be interested in doing an interview tomorrow? I'm out of people. Like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, station in Louisville. I don't know what station. So, uh, yeah, just give this guy a call. So uh, I gave him a call. gave him my number. And then they called. At five in the morning, Ooh. I forgot that I was in California. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, like, so it's, uh, it's uh, <laughs> so I don't know what I said. It's There's n- no telling what I said, but it probably wasn't really good. Because <laughs> of course I had hardly no sleep. You did, right, the adrenaline's still rolling through you. Yeah, even though that was an early game, early know. in the afternoon. I don't know right. how anyone slept at all. Right? Yeah. So I mean, I didn't get much sleep, and then oh, at five I go, hey, uh, you want to be on the air? Yeah. That's amazing. Well, guys, appreciate it. As always, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun, Kaiser. Thanks for joining us, Neil. Thank you for joining us once again. And I look forward to seeing uh, sports are ramping up in Murray. And uh, we'll check them out when we get time. So, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You're welcome.